You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio. I'm an American, and that's where I stand on this. But to watch Black Lives Matter and the left everywhere celebrate people on motorized hang gliders coming into a peace rally rave with a bunch of delusional leftist Jews who are literally thinking they're safe right next to Gaza, unarmed, is disgusting. Both groups, obviously Hezbollah a hundred times worse, but also the delusional people at that party. I mean, let me tell you, I'm a tough guy. I'm not going to an all-night party. I'm going to those anyways. Next to two and a half million people that want to kill me, where they hear the music and the party. It's absolutely insane, but that's the delusion of the left. You see everywhere going into the worst neighborhoods and getting stabbed and murdered because they promoted all this anti-white garbage that extends to Jews because they're white, according to the left, and the Democratic Party's real anti-Semitism issue. You regret calling for the release of millions of dollars to Hamas? You're on federal property. Get this here. Congressman Allred, do you regret calling for the release of millions of dollars to Hamas? Congressman Allred, do you regret calling for the release of millions of dollars to Hamas? I'll get the Calvary police for you. And I've done nothing to the Palestinians and nothing to the Jews. And I live in central Texas. And, 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 you know, I mean, I feel bad for the Uyghurs, the three million of them in a slave camp with, you know, slaves for Apple and other U.S. corporations. They're Muslims, but I'm against what's happening to them. And I'm against what's happening to these Jews being slaughtered. And I, I think it's terrible what's happening in the carpet bombing of the, of the um, Gaza Strip, the Palestinians. But it is not my dog. It is not my fight. And I am American. And I, I am so tired of turning on the news and hearing about Saudi Arabia and Israel and Germany and the UK and France and Russia and China and South Africa and Nigeria and Mexico and Chile and Brazil and Timbuktu, man. Our borders are wide open. Hundreds of thousands are dying from fentanyl. Mass suicide. I don't care what color you are. We're screwed as a country. Today, I'm also announcing... $100 million in new U.S. funding for humanitarian assistance in both Gaza and the West Bank. And we've sent hundreds of billions to Zelensky, that cokehead, and we've got war with Russia, and I am just disgusted by all of it. U.S. will have to send their sons and daughters exactly the same way as we are sending their sons and daughters to war, and they will have to fight because it's uh, nature that we're talking about, and they will be dying. And I refuse to dance to the tune or be pulled by the strings of the Muslims or whoever is in power at the time in Israel. I'm supposed to just salute the flag because I'm pro-Israel and do what they say, and then it's political. I'm tired of it because Israel's seen as the underdog when all the Arab countries ganged up on them, and that was wrong. Well, Israel's not really getting ganged up on now. They got thousands of nuclear weapons. But that said, I don't want war with Israel, and I don't sit back and go, yeah, give it to them Jews. Boy, let's kill some Jews. I'm disgusted by it. I want to throw up. A new bucket for monsieur. But it's worse. I'll just tell you. I mean, I, I, I am disgusted by the politics in Israel. So are the Jews over there. Majority of them think they're in a dictatorship. I think they are, basically. Bibi is a murderer. That's what the people behind me are chanting. Bibi is a murderer. (laughs) 
שמאל המאוחד בלעדיכם! אתם אומרים שאתם אומרים If America is so bad, stop coming over here. Stop coming here and signing up for welfare and then walking around in your nightgowns all day and bitching about me. I'm not your enemy. I don't want to kill you. I don't want to run your life. But let me explain something. I'm not submitting to Allah. Anybody trying to make me submit to your crap is, quite frankly, my enemy. Don't sit here and tell me choose a side when... Israel has become its own cancer to itself, but you are stage four brain cancer. And I, I just want you to know, I don't like any of your political leaders. I reject it all, and I'm not part of your paradigm. Get it? I'm not part of your sick, ongoing tribal warfare. Got that? Keep me out of your crap. Uh, the truth is, I love little Muslim children. I love little Jewish children. I love little Christian children. I, I love Hindu children. I love Buddhist children. I love children that are It's Thursday, October 19th, Year of Our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. Okay, three, two. Glad to be here this Thursday morning. Good quad show for you today. As once again, every day... We're ratcheting that much closer to World War III. We'll talk about some of the latest developments, give you some sort of top-level analysis of what's going on, some interpretation of world events over the last several years that uh, my friend sent to me that I I really think explains the whole thing very well. And we'll talk about, again, the, the latest developments from Biden's visit. My God, folks, if you haven't seen the videos yet, we'll show them to you. It's something else. Like it's, like it's, like it's not human. Like it's something else. It's, uh, it's, we, it's someone else. It's something else. Biden is evolving into his reptilian form. I, I don't know what's happening, but we'll show you. The man has grown a second chin to the left of his original one. It's inexplicable some of the videos that are coming out recently uh we'll get to all of that and we'll follow up a little bit yesterday uh with the hospital bombing we won't spend too much time in it we spent the whole show on it yesterday we're not going to litigate it relitigate it here we'll be joined by lucas gage in the third hour he has become a prominent voice on twitter in opposition to the war in uh gaza being carried out by israel so excited to talk to him. We'll take your phone calls in the second hour. Lots of videos to show you. Lots of stories to cover. Let's get into it. Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Thursday, the 18th of October, 2023. Pro-Palestinian protesters arrested after hundreds swarm Capitol office building. U.S. Capitol Police arrested protesters at the House of Representatives Cannon Building Wednesday after hundreds of pro-Palestinian demonstrators showed up demanding an end to the violence in the Gaza Strip since Hamas, a Palestinian terrorist organization, attacked Israel. Protesters demonstrated outside the White House Monday and nearly three dozen attempted to break it onto the grounds, resulting in multiple individuals being arrested by the Secret Service. The Capitol Police confirmed that the arrests were ongoing since, quote, demonstrations are not allowed in Inside congressional buildings, according to a post on X, formerly known as Twitter, a Montgomery County police 
uh, Department tactical officer from nearby Maryland told the DCNF that the Capitol Police requested them to help the protest a couple of days ago and that it was not a spontaneous insurrection. One protester shouted, quote, if you haven't gotten arrested, you haven't done enough, while dozens were being arrested by the police. And, of course, uh, this has caused all the Republicans to rise up in a single voice and say, is this an insurrection? Oh, I thought this was an insurrection. Are these people going to go to jail for 22 years? No, they're not. They're actually not, nor should they. It's wrong when they send patriots to prison for 22 years under claims of an unspoken conspiracy, a seditious conspiracy to overthrow the government. It's all total BS, and that's obvious. And on top of that, uh, this is the way things work now. This is like the, I don't know, 10th time that uh, liberal protesters have stormed a Capitol building since January 6th. Nobody should be surprised by this. There's no such thing as rule of law anymore. There's exertion of power. So I get used to it, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of exhausting seeing the same thing over and over and over again being said by uh, everybody uh, about like, oh, this is an insurrection that we have to arrest. No, it's a peaceful demonstration. It's an anti-war demonstration. They should be allowed to do that. That's my stance. Sorry. It's annoying, but it's America. Meanwhile, RFK Jr. comes out in favor of reparations, carving out a lane to Biden's left. Well, it's nice knowing you, Robert. It's nice knowing you. It was a good try, but, uh, well, you lost my support. Just flat out. Um, uh, that's I like that guy, but... I was wrong. I was wrong, and he's dumb. Uh, Independent presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy Jr. supports issuing reparations to the black community, making him the most prominent 2024 candidate to debase himself in such a ridiculous uh, pandering attempt. I'm sorry, to favor the controversial policy meant to atone for slavery and legal segregation. President Biden has largely been silent on the issue, leading to frustration among the far left. Kennedy, who ditched his Democratic primary challenge to Biden earlier this month, has spoken out in favor of issuing federal dollars to, quote, rebuild black infrastructure, (laughs) which is uh, otherwise known as infrastructure, black infrastructure, like banks and businesses. Well, that's what the black population needs, more government interference. (laughs) The black community was struggling so much until the government came along, and now everything's better. Literally, if you look at the the past 200 years of history of black Americans, the time where they were most successful, most uh, well-off, most prosperous was was before the government ever gave them any help at all. It was up until the – so-called civil rights movements, the creation of the welfare state and the destruction of uh, black families through incentivizing single motherhood. Uh, It was up until then that they were doing incredibly well, made incredible strides over the first 100 years of their freedom, only to have it grind to a screeching halt uh, as soon as the government decided that they were going to help the black people. (laughs) So they're doing it again, I guess. They're doing it again. And uh, obviously, black community not in great shape in America, Obviously, what they need is uh, direct cash injections. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous and it'll only cause more failure, suffering, and strife. So, sorry, RFK Jr. You had a good run there, but um, it's over now. It's over now. Goodbye.
Meanwhile, Twitter user Douglas Mackey sentenced to seven months in prison after being found guilty of election interference for making memes disparaging Hillary Clinton. So free speech is illegal now. Meme maker Douglas Mackey was sentenced in the Eastern District Court of New York on criminal charges on Wednesday after a March conviction for a conspiracy against rights, i.e. election interference over memes he created during the 2016 presidential election that disparaged Hillary Clinton. Mackey was sentenced to seven months in prison for the crime of making memes the DOJ didn't think were funny. A fundraiser has been launched for his ongoing legal defense. The case was heard at the U.S. Court of the Eastern District of New York. Mackey, who was known as Ricky Vaughn on Twitter, was found guilty of the federal charge after making memes that jokingly encouraged Hillary Clinton supporters to cast their votes via text message. This is not actually a viable form of voting, which Mackey and everybody else knew. There's no evidence to suggest that any voter attempt to cast their ballot via text uh, in response to Mackey's meme didn't actually trick anybody, wasn't actually trying to trick anybody. In fact, one of the weirdest things is that the meme itself doesn't actually say, like, Here's the meme, actually. Here, we can show the illegal meme. We will violate the law, I guess. I may go to jail for half a year for showing you this. Hashtag I'm with her. Hashtag go Hillary. Avoid the line. Vote from home. Text Hillary to 59925. Vote for Hillary and be a part of history. Like when I see this, it doesn't even say to me that texting will be your vote. It sounds like a thing where you're supposed to text Hillary and they'll tell you how to vote from – I don't know. It's just – it's completely insane. I mean it's just – they're just criminalizing speech. There's nothing further than that. Of course, we had a caller earlier that explained some of the um, surrounding context to this uh, being that it was an attempt not necessarily to get Mackey alone but to stop what he was involved in, which was a – uh, number of people working together to uh, game the system and popularize anti-Hillary memes, which d- doesn't really change anything. just gives a little bit more context, but it's still just making memes illegal, sending people to jail for memes. What a wonderful democracy we have. Finally, we have uh, these two stories go hand in hand. Putin praises unprecedented energy ties with China. Russian President Vladimir Putin on Thursday praised the unprecedented energy cooperation between Moscow and Beijing as the Kremlin seeks to strengthen its Asian partnership to make up for the loss of the European market. And Putin, Xi, in Beijing, pitched for a, quote, alternative world order, the AWO. Ooh, hey, that works. As Biden departs for burning Middle East, the story from Infowars.com. I'm talking about an alternative world order, a new, new world order, a multipolar world, world order. The big headline here, folks, America's over. We lost the chess match. The game is over. Now it's just a matter of dividing the spoils. Have you tried taking the real red pill? A -a one-of-a-kind heart and brain formula designed exclusively for InfoWarsStore.com. One of the most powerful ingredients in Real Red Pill Plus is pregnanolone. Pregnanolone levels decrease with age, and low levels are associated with fatigue, low brain function, and unhealthy aging. The Real Red Pill Plus also provides essential trace minerals, such as vitamin B12, calcium, copper, and zinc. Featuring naturally occurring L-theanine, caffeine, and theobromine, the energy blend inside the Real Red Pill Plus provides an extra pick-me-up for your day that goes beyond the second cup of coffee. So visit Visit InfoWarsStore.com, go down the rabbit hole, and try taking the real red pill. 
Now 25% off for a limited time at InfoWarsStore.com. The most powerful InfoWars life formula yet. DNA Force Plus is now back in stock for 50% off in our flash sale. This elite formula contains the most cutting-edge enzymes, potent antioxidants, and traditional naturally occurring ingredients to protect the vitality of your berry DNA. The powerhouse ingredients in DNA Force Plus include PQQ, CoQ10, organic reishi mushroom, astrologous roots, rhodiola roots, and an array of even more incredible antioxidants and extracts carefully chosen to help support healthy heart function while promoting energy production down to the cellular level. Provide your cells and DNA with the protection they need and try a bottle of DNA Force Plus today for 50% off or for 35% off. Grab the combo pack with DNA Force Plus and body's whole support. Better hurry though because these sales will be over in a flash at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Blessed is the man that had not walked in the council of the ungodly. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is The American Journal, Infowars.com, band.video. We have a lot of new information to talk about. When it comes to the conflict in the Middle East and really what is what it already is the third world war. And I've been I've been saying this for probably well at least five years. Because it all really started around Syria. I think that's the latest, the, the farthest back we can go. And the conflicts since then, have all sort of spiraled out from that. After all, World War III was sort of destined to be a proxy war at first, at the least. You know, it may, it may actually get to combat in the main countries actually involved, Russia, China, and America. But so far, and for the past several years, the conflict between these countries has played out on foreign battlefields like Syria and Ukraine. And there are some very interesting developments in this. One we covered yesterday with Putin all but threatening uh, American aircraft carriers. He's like, I'm not threatening, but you are in range. I'll just say that. You are in range, and I'm putting my jets on 24-7 patrol armed with hypersonic missiles that you cannot defend yourself against, and you are in range of. So not, not a threat. Just a fact. Just a slice of reality for you. So we'll talk about what the reaction to that has been and some strange and contradictory statements being made by Biden, the Biden administration. We got videos from Biden's trip to Israel as well. Uh, I'm not going to relitigate the, the hospital bombing after I spent so long in it yesterday, but I do think my coverage yesterday got me on a list of some sort because for the whole 24 hours before that, when I was online, on Twitter, commenting on uh, the hospital bombing, you know, you know, compiling evidence, et cetera, et cetera, uh, didn't get a lot of, you know, pushback from anybody on any side. And then suddenly it was like right after the show yesterday, it's like a flood of commenters all using very similar tactics. A lot of people just posting images of like burned dead babies from the Hamas attack, just like a lot of gruesome gore stuff on my feed. Uh, for people with Hebrew in their 
um, screen names. But also a lot of people were just being just like, I don't know, man. I, I guess these psychological work uh, tricks work on some people where they're just, they're like calling me gay. They're like, oh, I didn't realize you were gay for liking Gaza. It's like, what is this? What? what? Like, okay, I guess I'm gay now. I guess I'm gay because I uh, looked at the evidence and decided it was, in fact, Israel uh, that bombed the hospital. Just, just weird, like, and it's multiple accounts all sort of saying very similar things. Totally weird and, and uh, ineffective uh, argumentation tactics. And the weird thing is there's been no evidence since I did my show yesterday. I had people commenting being like, well, I bet you feel stupid now that the new evidence has come out. There's been no new evidence. It's, it's very bizarre. So I'll ask, like, well, what new evidence has been presented? They're like, well, we know that the, the hospital didn't get hit. The bomb landed in the parking lot. It's like, well, I reported that in the first three minutes of last show. Yesterday's show, when I started talking about the hospital bombing, within the first few minutes, I mentioned that the bomb landed in the courtyard. And I think people are confused by uh, when it comes to this is, I guess, a courtyard in a hospital complex is not the hospital. I that this is uh, semantics, I guess. Frankly, I'm I'm extremely anti-semantics. If there's a shooting, if there's a school shooting, but most of it takes place in the courtyard of the school, is it not a school shooting? That's not a school shooting. It was in the courtyard of the school. No, it was a, it was a bombing in the courtyard of the hotel. And the reason why there were so many dead is because the courtyard was a place of refuge for people who'd already had their houses bombed. So according to Al Jazeera, there may have been something like 3,000 people sleeping in and around the courtyard of the hospital. They were the ones who all died. Uh, There's been no new information. There's been no new evidence. Hasn't happened, hasn't uh, been presented. And even Biden is walking back, has walked back the claim that it was definitely a Hamas rocket. Even Biden is like, well, I, I, we need to get some more information before we really make a determination on this. Reversing what he said yesterday. The president of France, Macron, has uh, demanded answers for this. Russia has made a statement about um, basically saying to Israel, we want you to release the satellite imagery to prove that it wasn't you, which is – just the way Russia does things, every public statement they make is this like multi-layered mind game, like the one they made yesterday where they go, we're not threatening you. I'm just letting everybody know we have missiles that are unstoppable and your boats are in the range of these missiles. So, but it's, I'm not threatening you, but I am making you aware of this. It's always this sort of like, I'm not really saying what I am actually saying. So when Russia says, we would like Israel to present the satellite photos proving they didn't do it. What they mean is Israel has satellite photos that they would be presenting if they didn't do it. In other words, Israel is – they know that they did it like, and they can't provide the satellite imagery because it would prove that they did it. They have it, right? And this is the thing with Israel of like, well, we checked the webcams. It's like, no, they know. They know exactly where all of their jets were where they all fired missiles, I mean, they know, right? So that's, that's what, uh, so Russia, France, even the American government at this point seems a little bit uncertain. Even a coalition of priests in Jerusalem, in Israel, 
have condemned the attack and are not shy about who they think carried out the attack. So, like, except for Israeli politicians, American politicians, and American uh, media personalities, everybody thinks it was it was Israel. So, all very strange, all very odd uh, to have this uh, discussion even take place. And we, we could get more into it because, if anything, more examinations have uh, taken place. And there's things like the cars in the parking lot that was hit. All of their roofs are caved in, uh, meaning there's downward pressure, meaning that the bomb that exploded was an airburst bomb, which is why you don't see a crater. Uh, but it exerted downward pressure on the, uh, the cars below, which that's the only possible way that could happen. And again, I, we don't need to go through it. It's just bizarre to see people unanimously proclaim that well it's been decided it's been it's been settled now and yet can't provide any evidence can't uh, actually show anything that contradicts the reporting that i went on extensively about yesterday so uh, that's all i have to say about that we'll get into uh, the latest here Israel-Palestine war. Israel raids kill 1,500 children in 13 days. One in four Palestinians in Gaza is sheltering at U- are sheltering at UN facilities right now. Uh, legal experts are saying that Israel is in fact attempting to commit genocide in the legal definition. At least 69 Palestinians have been killed in the West Bank, which I remind you has no uh, Hamas presence whatsoever. UK's Sunak, Rishi Sunak, Prime Minister, is visiting Israel as we speak. And while he's there, uh, Tel Aviv is being hammered by rockets uh, from Hamas. It also appears as though Hezbollah is getting involved in a essentially very real way with explosions being heard in more than one Israeli military site on the border with Lebanon just a few minutes ago. We'll give you all of the breaking news on the other side. Stay with us. You're going to want to pay attention to what I'm about to say in the next 60 seconds. Two new incredible products are now available exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. They are both clones of national best-selling products from a major pharmaceutical slash supplement maker that are listeners and patriots that are allowing us to private label it at a lower price you'll find in stores. It's Joint Relief Max and Nerve Renew. Both of these have known documented natural compounds to lower pain and to also make your nerves healthier, which is one of the major reasons nerves get irritated and are more inductive to pain. There's major research behind this all. You need to get Joint Relief Max from InfoWars MD and Nerve Renew from InfoWars MD exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Introducing them both, 25% off. You'll find them exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com and they fund our operation. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. This is the American Journal. Infowars.com, Infowarsstore.com is where you go to support us. is no outlet like InfoWars out there, folks. And, you know, I just want to say thank you to uh, not just Alex Jones for uh, giving me a platform and, and allowing me to 
say whatever it is I think is the truth. You know, I've always said it. First day I was here, heard Alex tell Owen Troyer, say whatever you want, just tell the truth. And I think that's such a, a beautiful motto, beautiful set of guidelines to follow. And of course, thank you to you, the audience, who gives all of us this platform to in real time strategize and uh, debate about the best way to oppose the New World Order's obviously anti-human plans who negatively, negatively affect everybody of every race, color, and creed and who are as devious as they are genocidal. So thank you to everybody who goes to InfoWarsStore.com and helps keep, keep us on the air and in this fight for the, the soul of humanity. There are some latest updates. A large rocket attack on the city of Be'er Shiva in southern Israel has just been launched. Israel is reporting that some of the roughly 360,000 IDF reservists that were called up for active service following the Hamas surprise attack have begun to be released home to their families but have been told to prepare for immediate reactivation in the coming days. Uh, Israeli artillery currently shelling multiple Hezbollah positions in southern Lebanon and uh, apparently coming under fire themselves. And it does look like things may be heating up in a very real way. I'll show you some videos of, of what's been going on. I guess we'll do that first. We'll do that first since it's sort of our tradition here laughing at Joe Biden. Since it seems like every day that he does anything in public, like if he's not laying on the beach like a, you know, crab shell, then he's out there embarrassing all of us and wobbling us towards World War III. One of the most strange videos ever came out yesterday. It's President Biden unexpectedly addressing reporters aboard Air Force One. And the man has grown a second chin. The man is babbling incoherently. We are on the cusp of World War III as a direct result of his bumbling and mismanagement over the last several years. Everything from Ukraine to Afghanistan to just the diplomatic milieu overall of projecting weakness, projecting patheticness, and allowing our enemies to gain footholds they will not be easily removed from. Yeah, and the U.S. has vetoed a U.N. resolution calling for Gaza ceasefire as Biden visit, uh, visit fails to calm fears of a wider war. Which it's, again, like everything that, that America faces, it's a choice we're making. Don't know how many times I can make the argument that America is not too weak to solve these problems. We're not too stupid to solve these problems. It's not that we don't have the sufficient democratic will to solve these problems. Everybody gets these problems need to be solved. The people in power are choosing not to solve them, just like the people in power are choosing not to use our might and military force and prestige and glory to bring about peace, but rather using it as a choice to submit themselves to Israel. Now, I'm not joking. It's not like, you know, there, there's the argument that like, well, Israel is really under control of America and they're an outpost of America and it's America's fault that Israel's in all the trouble that it's in because we use them as a, as a military base basically in the, in the Middle East. Well, Israel doesn't even allow our soldiers on their land. So 
how we can be using them as a military base is, is nonsense. But the way this goes, like it's it's embarrassing. The Biden presidency will come out and they'll say like, yeah, we we are going to demand a, a Gaza aid corridor be allowed. And so they go to Israel and they say, we demand that you allow Gazans to escape. We demand that you provide a corridor or a ceasefire so that aid can be delivered. Israel says uh, no. And we say, okay, here's $100 billion. <laughs> That's the way these negotiations work. So who's the, who's the top dog in that scenario? We've made demands. They have ignored them, and we've given them everything that they want. Does that sound like the actions of the superpower or the actions of the dependency, the satrapy? It's pathetic. It really is, and it's easy to see why this happens. Clip number five. President Biden unexpectedly addresses reporters amid uh, aboard Air Force One, I believe on his way out of uh, Israel, flying away from uh, the airport here. Let's watch. Virtually every mass shooting, every circumstance where a large number of people have been victimized, I spoke to them. I learned a long time ago what you all learned in your life. When someone's going through something that is beyond their comprehension that they never thought they'd have to go through, if they see someone who they think understands or maybe they through something not the same but similar, it gives them some sense of hope. And I always get criticized sometimes on my staff because when I go to these events, I stay for three or four hours and answer all their questions. But it matters. It matters a lot. And uh, yeah, I got a couple of questions. I'm talking, some of you have gone through a hell of a lot more than I've gone through and a lot more than other people have gone through. No, your you Corvette almost burned one just, time. You've been through just, a lot. Uh, People are looking for just something to grab, something that gives them some sense. Now, if our audience is having trouble hearing him, it's okay. He's not saying anything, so it's fine. I can do a little bit of that, and it's, you know, it's worth doing. Not for me. So, he's so what's up with the chin? I mean, what is, uh, what is the deal with the chin? We're going to take calls someday. Uh, we'll take calls today solely on what is going on with his face. Why is his face falling apart? Why is his chin moving independently from his jaw? Why does his mouth have testicles? What is going on here? Well, have you ever seen the Men in Black? I, I mean, is the is is a, are you suggesting a little maybe a little tiny alien is controlling him from inside his brain? Or he may be a Balchinian. He may be one of the bug. Is are those the bug people? It's no, no, no. It's a technical term for an alien, but um, it's the species. <laughs> I see, I see, yes. There you go, the Balchinian right there. <laughs> it took me a second, but I'm I'm with you. I'm with you now. <laughs> Good lord, I I don't understand. I don't get it. And the funny thing is, you know. I saw people commenting on this video going, okay, who's really in charge of America? Because this dude ain't. This dude ain't. Obviously, he's not in charge. Now, if we can zoom out to the the wider view, I think it may give us a clue as to who's really running things. I think it might be the shady figure lurking in the shadows behind him. 
I mean, is this not the most, like, illustrate? You've got the president of the United States babbling incoherently, his face literally melting off of him, while the secretary of state, Anthony Blinken, leers from behind, half concealed in the shadow. Comically. It's, it is comical. It's like you couldn't, you couldn't make, a, make a comedy more perfect than this. Like, who's really controlling the United States? Maybe it's the guy <laughs> creepily hiding behind the wall. <laughs> okay. We're all going to die. We're all going to die in nuclear hellfire because you people didn't like Donald Trump. You people couldn't stand Donald Trump writing some mean tweets. So now the world is preparing for a massive multi-front nuclear conflict. Joe Biden is b- bumbling like a madman. Donald Trump is being sent to prison. Free speech is over. But you just, you couldn't handle it. You couldn't handle a little abrasive tweets. You couldn't handle somebody that actually loved America. So now we all have to die. Thanks, guys. Last year, we put this book out. The Great Reset and the War for the World. It became a number one national bestseller. Now we've put part two out, and it's even thicker and more powerful. The Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalists and launch the second great renaissance. This is such a powerful book. It covers all the globalist plans, the latest developments, how to stop them, and then gives an alternate plan of a society we could build together. That's why it's The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening is happening right now. You can get signed or unsigned copies of the book at InfoWarsStore.com. This is a historic book. I want to thank you all for your support. This is next level information, and it's a great way to not just support the broadcast, but inform yourself to the next level and share the book with friends and family. So whether you want one copy or multiple copies, go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. This is going to go to number one. I want to thank you for your support. It's a powerful book. Get yours now. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding, is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. We get serious now. We get very serious. This is a serious deal. I will just say on the on the topic of Joe Biden, you gotta love the fluffing, the the pumping up, the those lies that the leftist propaganda use to try to make Joe Biden look good. I don't envy them, I have to say. It must be hard trying to act like Joe Biden is 
even like functional, let alone a paragon of civic virtue and, and patriotic pride. But Huffington Post is all oh, they're they're giving it their best shot. God bless them. Biden now has made two visits to active war zones. Mocked as old, feeble, and bumbling by Republicans, Democratic President <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> Sorry. Mocked as old, feeble, and bumbling by Republicans, Democrat President Joe Biden has now visited two active war zones in eight months, two more than all the previous presidents combined. <laughs> Commander-in-chief moments like this are where Biden is at his best, said Steve Shale, a longtime Democratic consultant in Florida who works with a pro-Biden super PAC. I believe moments like this are important to lean into when laying out the choice in 2024. But he's like, you keep saying that Biden is, is a feeble old man, but he's visited two war zones. And you show the videos from the war zones, and it's Biden just like, I just, uh, one time we wrote a speech that, yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. None of it matters. <laughs> it's just, and his face is just like slipping off of his skull. Uh, yeah, okay, okay, great. Yeah, no, we're all very impressed. We're all very, I'm, I'm shocked. I, he's such a powerful, strong example of of masculine power it's incredible completely absurd completely and utterly absurd from fox news israel hamas war u.s navy sends second warship to eastern mediterranean as tensions arise hezbollah says it's thousands of times stronger than before warns u.s and israel a hezbollah official is warning that the iran-backed lebanese militant group is thousands of times stronger than before and u.s israel and other malicious europeans should be careful reports say the comments were made wednesday by senior hezbollah official hashim Safadin during a rally in the suburb of Beirut where protesters also waved Hezbollah and Palestinian flags and chanted death to America and Israel, according to The Guardian. The response to, mis- uh, the, response to the mistake you might make with our resistance will be resounding. Sadif- uh, Safi- Safidin also was quoted by Reuters as saying, because what we have is faith and God is stronger than you, all your battleships and all your weapons. Which is a good point, but also sort of... Um, buries the lead, which is that last time Hezbollah and Israel tangled, it was in uh, 2006, it didn't exactly go well for Israel. And in the ensuing nearly two decades, they have been massively upgraded in their capabilities and weapons and training and tunnel system. So he's like, you know, we're so much stronger because we have faith in God. But also we have tens of thousands of high-velocity, super-powered hidden missiles under the ground. So it's like a combination of those two things, I think, that make them powerful. And again, we do ourselves and Israel and everybody a disservice by downplaying or or underestimating the strength of Hezbollah. Now, interestingly, Biden has sort of backed off their promise or their statement that like if Hezbollah got involved, America would respond and retaliate against Hezbollah, they've sort of backed that off. They've actually said that they won't get involved if Hezbollah opens up a second front, which is a very, very, very bizarre statement to make. I'm going to show you the exact statement here in a second, but just continuing with this Fox News article, Biden puts conditions on humanitarian aid to Gaza as Israel 
uh, allows Egypt to deliver uh, supplies. President Biden was placed a condition on humanitarian aid going into the Gaza Strip. As Israel said Wednesday, it will allow Egypt to deliver limited supplies for civilians. The aid will be the first assistance given to Gaza since Israel imposed a punishing 10-day siege on the territory. The announcement to allow water, food, and other supplies happened after Biden visited Israel Wednesday, hoping to prevent a wider conflict in the region. Uh, during his one-day visit to Israel, Biden announced that 10 million uh, announced 10 million dollars. I'm sorry, 100 million dollars in humanitarian aid for Palestinians in Gaza and the West Bank, but said if Hamas confiscates it, the aid will end. Biden's visit tried to strike a balance between showing U.S. support for Israel amid its war with Hamas and expressing concern for civilian casualties. He unequivocally said the U.S. stands with Israel and its right to defend itself from Hamas terror attacks, but attempted to dampen glowing, uh, growing alarm among Arab allies that the current war could escalate into a wider conflict. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's office said the approval to allow the aid was given after Biden requested it. He said Israel will not thwart deliveries of food, water, or medicine from Egypt as long as they don't go to Hamas Militants. Meanwhile, drones have targeted a U.S. base in Syria, defense officials said. U.S. defense official tells Fox News one-way drones targeted Al-Tamf, a U.S. base in Syria, on Wednesday, the same day as an attempted drone attacks in Iraq. Al-Tamf is, or Al-Tamf is, Syria's, is on Syria's border with Iraq. It's unclear how many drones and if there were any injuries or damage to the base. On Wednesday, the U.S. intercepted two one-way attack drones targeting Iraq's al-Assad airbase, where American troops are located. Two defense officials confirmed to Fox News the incident happened early Wednesday morning, local time, and no injuries were reported. But like we said, it's the actions of Israel that reflect on America, and America, as we speak, has thousands of servicemen in the Middle East that are very much in range of attack from the so-called axis of resistance from everybody from Iraq to Syria to Iran. And the question is, when are the first Americans going to die? How many are going to die? What is the point of all of this? What are they dying for? And uh, what do we gain from what is the America first argument for this? Is there one or are they just, you know, open with their, Tactics of just using America as a as a weapon, as an object, as something without its own considerations, but just be used for the benefit of others. Things are things are not spiraling out of control. Certainly, making a making a leisurely roundabout way out of control. For the first time in history, President Putin Putin of Russia has ordered the Russian Air Force to begin air patrols over the Black Sea continuously and permanently. Russian fighters will carry Kinzhal missiles with a range of 1,000 kilometers at a speed of up to Mach 9. The American aircraft carriers that will be supporting Israel in the Mediterranean and all American warplanes, including American drones in the Black Sea within range of the Russian Kinzhal missile strikes, is a message of deterrence and a strong Russian threat to America. I think that's true. Let's expand out from this conflict to the wider conflict of which the war between Israel and Gaza is but a part. And this is a little statement that my friend sent me. He didn't write it, but somebody else wrote it. And I think it's sort of the perfect breakdown. And I, I won't have time to explain all the intricate parts. So I'll just read the whole thing first. It says, the leader of the Islamic State was always Netanyahu and Obama. This is the position of the Orthodox churches in Syria, Iraq, and Russia. Over 100,000 ISIS members marched from Iraq under U.S. Air Force protection to enter Syria and fight Bashir al-Assad. Assad turned to the Orthodox Church and Russia. 
On the 30th of September 2015, Russia entered the three-year war, destroying ISIS capabilities to launch attacks in less than two months. Russia took on Turkey, NATO, U.S., and Israel in Syria, leaving only fragments of Turkish and U.S.-occupied areas. In revenge, the, UK, the Ukraine front uh, was to start, except Russia did a preemptive strike first. Gaza is the final solution. It's Russia, Syria, Iran, North Korea, and China's moment to remove the U.S. and Israel from power without having to fight in Europe and Asia. We are not on uh, Telegram looking for soft news. We know that the U.S. is controlled and extorted by Israeli intelligence communities. Every government who rejects Jesus Christ will soon be in survival mode asking for help. Now, leaving aside the, the religious aspects to that, although they are key there, you have to understand that this is the continuing fallout from the uh, the Syrian offensive, where the moderate Syrian rebels just happen to spontaneously emerge uh, at CIA bases. Of course, we know now that both Israel and America armed the so-called moderate Syrian rebels who were, in fact, ISIS. And even now, there have been some surprise, like you've got articles from like July. It's like ISIS isn't around anymore. They're gone. They don't exist. There's been no attacks. And suddenly – as Israel is getting attacked and as Syria seems like it might be getting ready to attack the Golan Heights, suddenly ISIS has reemerged and is making sorties against uh, Russia, uh, Syrian uh, military targets. Very convenient how that happens. So, and, and we've, we've known for, I think, did, didn't Donald Trump say that during the campaign that Obama started ISIS? He did. He started ISIS. So you've got ISIS. Which mostly was funded by and, and recruited by the extremist Sunnis with Saudi Arabia, aligned with Israel, against Syria, who called in Russia to help. And so they've been warring, uh, making a proxy war in Syria for the last several years. Ukraine is just another front of that proxy war. It looks like China and Russia are about to finish the game. Naturally sourced from the finest hemp plants in America. Rebel Zen offers the absolute finest quality CBD available and at the lowest prices. Extracted using a cold-pressed technique to retain the molecular integrity of the cannabinoids and terpenes within the plant, this full-spectrum formula ensures that your nervous system gets the full benefits of CBD. Premium quality organic CBD like Rebel Zen has been shown to naturally reduce anxiety, relieve pain, and decrease inflammation. People have reported a reduction in symptoms of insomnia, arthritis, seizures, chronic pain, and epilepsy. Several studies have shown it helps to reduce cortisol, increase serotonin, and boost vitality. Order yours today at InfoWarsStore.com. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, welcome back, folks. Second hour of American Journal has begun. We'll be taking your phone calls today. Whether you want to speculate as to the malfunction of uh, Biden's mask or talk about you know what's happening with World War III, give us a call. The number to dial is 1-877-789-2539. That's 1-877-789-2539. Give us a call now. We'll take your calls throughout the second hour. Joined by Lucas Gage in the third hour. But I want to go to a video now. This is a couple – it's a compilation, select clips from a 
pretty long interview, something like 30 minutes long, that Pierce Morgan did with Basim Youssef. Basim Youssef is an Egyptian comedian, and he takes this sarcastic tone, and it's a, it's a masterpiece. Honestly, the whole thing is an absolute masterpiece in the way that he presents arguments and the way that he confronts the, the hard-heartedness and the, the lack of humanity in people arguing for the eradication of the Palestinians. It, it really is something to behold. I encourage you to go watch the whole thing if you have time. We'll show you about three minutes of the full 30-minute video. This, again, is Egyptian comedian Bassem Youssef being interviewed by Piers Morgan. Let's watch. I want to understand what is the logic of Israel carpet bombing Gaza. I mean, if there's a logic, if there's a good, if this will make Israel safe, I want to hear the logic. So if they continue bombing, what are they hoping to achieve? Well, what, we, know what their, we know what their stated aim is. Their stated aim is to eradicate yes. and wipe out Hamas. They believe Hamas no, are, yeah, living, but, are living predominantly in northern Gaza. They also are aware they're living amongst civilians. So if I can understand this correctly, basically Israel is doing this to pressure the Palestinian community in Gaza to turn against Hamas. Is that right? I'm sure that's part of it, yes. That's part of it. So this is exactly what terrorist organizations do, because terrorist organizations will have no chance beating a whole nation in battle. So they terrorize and they kill the civilians in order to spread fear and terror so they can turn against their government to change their policy or to resign. You have just compared Israel with ISIS. I would say I, would say I really applaud Israel for doing one thing that no military force in the world does. Because I heard, I heard Ben Shapiro and I heard Ron DeSantis and they said, they said, Israel is the only military force in the world that warns civilians before bombing them. I mean, how f- cute. That is so nice of them. So, because with this logic, if Russian troops started warning Ukrainians before bombing their houses, we're cool with Putin, right? I mean, okay, Habibi, you have uh, warned them, go invade, it's fine, you have done your job. Israel Defense Minister, he said, those are human animals. Mm. And the thing is, Ben Shapiro should know better, because, you know, long before the Holocaust, before Jewish people were thrown in the gas chambers, the Nazi propaganda called them rats. Mm. Now, as a human being, I will never accept that another human being being thrown in a, into a gas chamber, but uh, a rat, kill a t- ten. Kill a thousand, three thousand five hundred. They are son of a bitch. They are human animals who live in open sewage and decapitate babies. And mm. because of that propaganda, Mr. Morgan, mm. that guy in Illinois, the 71 years old guy, he killed, stabbing the six years old Palestinian kid in Illinois 26 times. And he used to play with him. They used to be friends. But he went in, marching into their apartment, stabbing his mother and killing him, shouting, all Muslims could die. Yeah. It took you eight years to change one word from Jewish to Muslim. Mm. And then you transferred your guilt to us. Thing is, the thing is, this is the problem. Israel always victimizes itself. And I have never seen a victim putting their oppressor under siege and bombing them 24-7. Israel wants you to believe that they are the victim. Is, but dealing with Israel is so difficult. It's like being in a relationship with a narcissistic psychopath. He f- you up and then he makes you think it's your fault all right you Bassin. look at israel as superman but they're really homelander they are like they are shooting Bassin, fish in a barrel thing. and they are annoyed with the splashes Bassin. <laughs> shooting fish in a barrel and they're annoyed with the splashes uh, again that that full interview is on youtube it's well worth your time it's about 30 minutes basim basim youssef 
being interviewed by uh, Piers Morgan. We'll be back on the other side to break down more of the Middle East. Take your phone calls and more. Stay with us. Taking a record of the hearts and minds of the American people, it's the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Folks, welcome back. This is the American Journal. Second hour is on. We'll take your phone calls in this hour momentarily. I do want to I want to point out here and, and, and back up this argument with proof that you know my argument has been since the beginning, not only is what Israel is doing to Gaza inhumane, genocidal madness. But that even from the position of Israel first and from protecting Israel, it is strategically unwise, questionable, counterintuitive even, counterproductive. It's not making anyone safe. It is, in fact, putting Israel in the most dangerous position it's ever been in before. I understand the terrorist attack on October 7th was – Terrifying and, and disturbing. It's almost more terrifying and disturbing to see people bring up America's response to 9-11 like it's an excuse to allow Israel to act without considering the consequences. If there's one lesson that the world should have learned from America's response to 9-11 is that it wasn't the right response. It's that what we did after 9-11 did nothing to make us safer. It did destroy a lot of our rights. It did impose restrictions on Americans quite a bit. It killed millions of people who had nothing to do with the conflict. It did cost us trillions and trillions of dollars. It destroyed our reputation overseas. Inspired even more hatred and anger and vitriol from the people who otherwise would have no reason to be against us. So even from that position of caring first and foremost about Israel, what is happening is a ridiculous and unnecessary and unwise response. And people are understanding this. In fact, there's a story from Reuters today. Israeli anger at Netanyahu erupts at hospital beds. One Israeli cabinet member was barred from a hospital's visitor entrance. Another's bodyguards were drenched with coffee thrown by a bereaved man. A third had traitor and imbecile shouted at her as she came to comfort families evacuated during the horror. The shock October 7th massacre by Hamas gunmen has rallied Israel's to one another. But there is little love shown for a government being widely accused of dropping the country's guard and engulfing it in a Gaza war that is rattling the region. So yet again, you know, any time that we speak against Israel... We're accused of being anti-Semitic. We're accused of not wanting Israel to defend itself. When the reality is that people, a lot of people in Israel recognize what a bad decision all of this is. And we're not even sure how bad it's going to get. Now, whether this was all orchestrated at the top level, whether it was... Netanyahu doing it for his personal gain to avoid some of the controversies he's been embroiled in, as this article mentions. Another backdrop to social polarization this year is Benjamin Netanyahu's 
religious nationalist coalition's judicial overhaul drive, which triggered walkouts by some military reservists and raised doubts now borne out in blood, some argue, about combat readiness. So again, maybe this was Benjamin Netanyahu doing something to basically get the heat off of him. Maybe, you know, it was just they wanted to do the final solution of the Palestinian question and and needed the excuse to do it. Maybe this is all orchestrated by Israel's enemies to put Israel in a position where it can be destroyed by its neighbors because that seems to be what's happening. No matter what the intentions were, this has been a horrific outcome to everybody in and around Israel. And, of course, America has been there cheering them on the entire time. This is from Al-Akbar newspaper, a newspaper in Beirut, Lebanon. They say open American support for enemy leaders and their barbaric war against Gaza was not sufficient to address the major gaps facing the enemy's government and army. But what has become settled is that Tel Aviv received the green light to begin ground operations. The Islamic resistance in Lebanon entered the heart of the battle. The joint operations room with the Palestinian resistance faction and the forces of the axis of resistance works continuously, intensively, and in full coordination as data is exchanged and the steps that are supposed to be followed on the Lebanon and Palestine fronts are agreed on. Field work in the two arenas has become subject to what the operations room decides in relation to the situation on the ground and the current political steps. The Lebanese resistance is no longer satisfied with limited operations, but has moved to a new level of operations to paralyze the enemy's ability to recruit his full potential to fight the Gaza Strip. Uh, Akbar learned, Al-Akbar, this Newspaper learned that the Joint Operations Room with the Palestinian uh, resistance factions and the forces of the axis of resistance is working continuously, intensively, and in full coordination. It adds that they exchange data, and on the steps that are supposed to be followed on the Lebanese and Palestinian fronts, all operations on the field are now subject to the agreement of Hezbollah-Iran-Palestine joint coordination. Again, this has served to unify and popularize Israel's enemies in iran Lebanon, and Palestine in a way that will only, uh, that only bodes poorly for the people of Israel. Now, apparently Biden is going to give a speech about this, but they've also, he's also sort of walked back his claim that they would get involved if Hezbollah attacked. From almayadeen.net, not true. Biden about joining U.S. war if, if Hezbollah attacks Israel. Palestinian Al-Aqsa TV cameraman Khalil Abu Athra. Uh, oh, wait a second. I think this may have misprinted. The headline basically tells you everything you need to know, but. Here you go. Axios revealed that Biden was concerned during his meeting uh, with Israeli officials about the possibility of Hezbollah joining the confrontation. The news website also disclosed that Biden pressured officials about their comprehensive strategy in Gaza, namely Israel's post-ground uh, invasion plan. Days ago, Israeli media reported that former Israeli security minister Benny Gantz told Biden that efforts to dismantle Hamas may take several years. Earlier, Israeli media reported that Israeli uh, security minister Yoav Gallant warned that Hezbollah possessed capabilities 10 times greater than those of Hamas. And yeah, Biden said – here it is. I'm sorry. It took me a second to find this uh, printed weirdly. Uh, U.S. President Joe Biden stated early Thursday that Washington has not offered Israel to send American forces in case Hezbollah initiates a war. Quote, not true, Biden replied when asked about a report that his aides have told Israeli occupation officials that if Lebanese resistant group Hezbollah starts a war against Israel, the U.S. military will join in the confrontation. 
And I wonder if this has to do with the Russian threat yesterday, because that's what it seems like to me. It seems like Biden sent these aircraft carriers and said, if Hezbollah gets involved, we get involved and we will strike Hezbollah. And then Russia said, well, it turns out your aircraft carriers are within range of our unstoppable hypersonic missiles that are now on continuous 24-7 patrol, you know, just in case. Then Biden said, you know, on second thought, yeah, maybe we won't get involved. Ah, maybe we didn't make that promise. Maybe we'll just see how things play out. So I really am sorry, Israel. You're being set up. On the grand chessboard of geopolitics, Russia, China, Iran, and the so-called axis of resistance is really putting the pieces in place for checkmate. As America's strength has dwindled, its reputation and influence has been devastated by the Ukraine war, by the Afghanistan catastrophe, by the overall mismanagement of the American deep state control networks as well as the Biden administration itself. This isn't something that has come about because of the Gaza conflict, but the Gaza conflict is sort of the culmination of years worth of deterioration overseas of American might. And there's these stories, there's these articles that say things like three reasons why Israel has delayed Gaza ground invasion. But I have a video that will show you one very good reason. Clip number six. Let's go ahead and roll this. This is uh, an, an Israeli patrol. This right here is the reason they haven't entered Gaza. This right here. If you're a radio viewer, what we're seeing is uh, essentially children walking around in military uniforms, bumbling around, looking in every different direction, sitting ducks if any combatants were to want to hurt them. They don't have the skills. The satanic New World Order is betting against humanity. They're betting on our weakness. They believe they can destabilize civilization and bring us down into the ashes of history. But the trap they've laid for us will be their destruction, not ours. If we trust in God and if we are valiant and have courage to speak the truth and not comply and engage in civil disobedience and not join the masses who have decided that they are the scum of the earth, who have decided that they will join with this soulless corporate system. As for InfoWars, we are going to steadfastly continue to fight in the information war with our weapon, the truth, against the enemies of humanity. And we put our faith, and we put our trust, and we put our destiny in the hands of God. Because it's been said a trillion times, if God be with us, who can be against us? I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalist at point-blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. 
we are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Folks, welcome back. We've got to your phone calls here. I probably went to that video maybe a little bit uh, too late in the segment to really explain what I was saying. Hopefully people understood it. Uh, let's, go, let's go back to clip number six here just before we got to calls. Because this is an Israeli patrol group, and you don't have to be an expert in military operations to realize these guys do not know what they're doing. I mean, physically, they look scrawny, right? They don't, I mean, you can see videos of like American Marines moving in a similar coordinated fashion where they all have their backs to one another, where they uh, make no movements that are unnecessary, where they always have eyes on any place of vulnerability. Here, it's, I mean, it literally looks like high school kids dressed up in military uniforms, like pointing the gun over the wall for no reason. There's like wandering around. They're all looking in the same direction. They're not like you, you don't send these people into Gaza. OK, you don't send those people to fight hardened militants who grew up in rubble and whose entire life purpose has been dedicated to your destruction. Like, you just, you just don't do that. That's why they haven't entered with the ground forces. They don't have ground forces capable of carrying out the operation. I hate to tell you. I mean, it's an amateurish display. And it's like, these guys, they shouldn't, they shouldn't be put in danger, okay? These guys are not the guys you send into Gaza. My God. So this is the thing. I mean, it's like a symbol for... Uh, for all of all of Israel, like you send those guys into Gaza, they're dead. Like if you don't know your own strength and you act in a way that is out of ordinance or out of um, out of whack with your capabilities, you're setting yourself up for disaster. And that is really what Israel has done throughout this entire conflict: set themselves up for disaster that is slowly but surely gaining momentum as it rolls towards the inevitable. Explosion was this was from seven months ago. Israeli military reservists refused to train and protest at far right government. Yeah, the, the Israeli people have been sick of Netanyahu for a while, and this attack has not done much to you know, bring them back into the fold. Pretty incredible stuff. All right, let's go out to your phone calls now. We have uh, Max in Kansas. Haven't heard from Max in months max how you doing man good to hear from you harrison i'm doing quite well man how are you very good i assume you're uh, on a break from school now yes sir fall break Fantastic. only only until next monday but a break is a break and i'll take as many days off as i can get well um, thanks for calling in man what's on your mind yeah absolutely um you know i really just i to be honest with you the more I observe the way people cover the uh, conflict in Gaza and Israel, 
the more that I'm just absolutely baffled at the complete misunderstanding that people have of the situation. You know, their lack of understanding of geopolitical issues, uh, relationships between countries, and just the simple history of why they're even fighting in the first place. Mm. And because, you know, they, they, they're so, people are so quick to just, oh, I immediately stand with Israel. I, oh, I stand with Israel wholeheartedly. Well, what about the Nakba? Hmm. Well, what about their decades of bombing not just hospitals but apartment buildings and being the ones who essentially started this first with Palestine? And so it's not just about that, but it's about what this spirals into. Is Israel really – are they really worth starting World War III over? Are they a country that were again, like Ukraine, are we really just going to back and support against other powers that could absolutely destroy not just them but – it, these would be ugly wars we're talking about if these spiral out into. A war with Iran would be ugly. Dirty bombs, thousands of Americans returning home in body bags. It would not be, there would be nothing good about a war with Iran. Right. Because, and, and, it's, and it's not just about thinking about what would happen, the wars that would break out as a result, of, 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 but it's about what we're willing to go to war for. Are we going to go to war with a country that's already lied? Again, about 40 beheaded babies, about mass rape, about what really happened at the hospital bombing a few days ago. Like, they're liars. Their account posting fake AI-generated uh, pictures of bloody uh, children's beds or whatever. It's like, are, are, really? Really? This, this is the country, this is the government we're willing to go to war for? Um, have we learned nothing? That's Assad gassing his own people. Saddam having weapons of mass destruction. Babies on incubators. Uh, the Gulf of Tonkin. Not, I, I mean, have we, have we literally learned nothing that these kinds of lies are perpetuated and conveyed to get people to emotionally react to these situations? And I think pragmatically about what we should do as a country or militarily, but to think that, oh, they're doing this and committing these atrocities and we have to do something about it. I mean, it's like it's, it's a neocons wet dream what's going on right now. Yeah, it absolutely is, and, and uh, you make a lot of a lot of good points. I mean, what do you? Th- why do you think it is that that people react so stridently, even if they don't have a lot of like information? Because uh, we have seen how. Uh, I mean, we're we're basically in like the post truth world. The post truth uh, is the first post truth yeah. war, right? Where it's like literally everything is fake. Literally everything is a lie. Nothing you can you can trust nothing. And yet we're seeing just unrelenting images of, of horrors beyond belief. I mean, what is it about this conflict that, that has people so quick to jump on one side and just completely dehumanize and discount the other? Because I think that it, it's because of what's being shown specifically in the, 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 the different narratives that media is pushing. Because, again, conservatives, and I see this all the time on the right, you know, they're all like, oh, don't trust mainstream media, don't trust what they're saying about anything. And then when it comes to something like Israel, <laughs> and because they say something happened, and they're just completely on board. I think it's about this, they're, it's, and also I think it's a lot of the older people like Lindsey Grammer or like people who are, you know, in their 40s or 50s or whatever that just loved the Bush administration and loved their war on terror. It's like they see a remnants of that, you know what I mean? And so they're eager to jump to want war. And because, oh, defend our greatest ally, wipe them off from our face there. But it's just, it's just a simple fact that they're being duped. They're being duped. They've been tricked, and they've been only shown one side, Harrison. That's truly why I believe that they're actually – they've been shown one side, what Hamas has done. You know what I mean? What Palestine supposedly did to provoke this whole thing. You know, right. And they haven't been shown the history. They haven't been told about it. Uh, Fox News would never have someone on that you know, challenges that idea. Actually, they had Cornell West on to argue with Alan Dershowitz 
and that was pretty interesting, but that's about it. Mm, um, I didn't catch but that. I think that people are just being only shown, people are being shown one side of it, and that's why they're so, that's why they're being tricked. Yeah, I, I, I have to agree with you. Thank you very much uh, for the call, Max. Again, very, very good to hear from you, and uh, hopefully you can call in again before you have to go back to uh, jail or school or whatever they call it these days. Thanks, uh, thanks a lot for, for calling in, man. Um, you're ex- and he's exactly right. There's a post on InfoWars. It's a video by Ryan Long, right? Hilarious citizen watching snuff videos to solve mi- Middle East crisis. But the thing is that I don't, th- I don't know what it is about this conflict. Like, I don't know if it's because this conflict is particularly brutal and there is a – I guess it's a combination because there is a, an extra amount of videos and photos of dead babies. Like, there's – There's been more in the last 10 days than in the entire two years of the Ukraine war. But I also think it's the fact of just having social media, having X be uncensored, having uh, social media so readily available now. It's not like this. It's not like the the snuff video, the, the death videos are particularly brutal in this war. It's just that we just have access to them now. It's just that they're being posted in real time now like they never have before. But this is just what happens in war. This is just what war is. Dead babies, dead families, it's horror. Where were you when humanity was fighting for its life? Where were you when the globalists were caught trafficking millions of children for sex slavery worldwide? Where were you when the New World Order was starting World War III with Russia? Well, I know where you are. You're watching and listening to InfoWars.com right now, and I salute you and thank you. And I want to encourage all of you who've been in this fight so long to realize we've reached the critical juncture in the battle now. And a key tool in that fight is the Great Awakening, defeating the globalists and launching the next great renaissance. This is my second book, part two of the Great Reset in the War for the World. It's a longer book, a quite frankly more powerful book. And just like the last book went to number one, it is up to you to send it to number one right now. This is a cultural fight against the globalists, and it funds the InfoWar. Get signed or unsigned copies of The Great Awakening right now at InfoWarStore.com. I want to thank you all for your support. This is a book everybody needs. Get your copy of The Great Awakening right now. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. This is American Journal, InfoWars.com, band.video, InfoWarsStore.com is where you go to support everything that we do here. We have some breaking news. Sidney Powell strikes deal with Fannie Willis will testify against co-defendants. AP has the story. Lawyer Sidney Powell pled guilty to reduced charges Thursday over efforts to overturn Donald Trump's loss in the 2020 election in Georgia, becoming the second defendant in the sprawling case to reach a deal with prosecutors. Powell, who was charged alongside Trump and 17 others uh, with violating the state's anti-racketeering law, entered the plea just a day before the jury selection was set to start in her trial. A judge agreed that she will serve about six years of probation, have to pay about $2,700 in restitution, and have to testify truthfully against her co-defendants. Sidney Powell, snitch. Might be missing something here, but... uh, Prosecutors say she also participated in unauthorized breach of election equipment in a rural 
uh, Georgia County Elections Office. The acceptance of a plea deal is a remarkable about face for a lawyer who perhaps more than anyone else strenuously pushed baseless conspiracy theories about a stolen election in the face of extensive evidence. To the contrary, if prosecutors compel her to testify, she could provide insight on a news conference she participated in on behalf of Trump and his campaign shortly after the election and on White House meeting she attended mid-December of that year, during which strategies and theories to influence the outcome of the election were discussed. Powell was scheduled to go on, tr- on trial Monday with lawyer Kenneth Cheesebro after each filed a demand for a speedy trial. Jury selection was set to start Friday. The development means that Cheesebro will go on trial by himself, though prosecutors said earlier they also plan to look into the possibility of offering him a plea deal. So that's obviously not good, and it would be – and we know how this works, right? They did the same with the Proud Boys. They did the same with the Oath Keepers where they get somebody maybe lower level in the organization, threaten them with you know, 100 years – like you'll never see your kids again, 100 years of, of punishment unless you give us what we want, unless you tell us what we want to hear, unless you tell us stuff that we can use as evidence to convict your co-defendants. But her co-defendant is Donald Trump. So the question is, what evidence will she be providing and what testimony will she be giving against Donald Trump? And what effect will it have on his trial? And will her statements be truthful? As we know, the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys trial both had this phenomenon of of, not phenomenon, but tactic of using these co-defendants to turn on each other and, and provide damning testimony but much of that testimony was not true it was lies it was misrepresenting reality so that's disturbing very disturbing very troubling to be honest i never really trusted Sidney powell in the first place it seemed like from the beginning she was like got wrapped in some wrapped up in something that was way over her head And she didn't realize what she was involved in. Even things like her being like, we'll release the Kraken, which is just like a saying that is from like uh, Attack of the Titans or something. It's it's, the Kraken is a mythological creature and release the Kraken has been a a phrase for a long time. But she used that and suddenly that gets picked up by QAnon and they're like, the Kraken is really this software. And it's like, no, she just made an off the hand comment, off the cuff comment suddenly like ways it goes out of control and everybody's like what is the kraken what is the secret you're holding and she's just like involved in this she's making money from it so she's trying to like keep up the appearance that she's like oh yeah i do yeah the kraken definitely it's a secret thing i'm definitely working on i think she just got way in over her head which is unfortunate because now apparently she's in a position to provide evidence to jail the former president of the united states that story just broke we'll bring you any updates that we get as they arrive. With that, we want to go out to phone calls once again. I want to go to uh, John in Houston. John Houston called in last week. We cut the video out and, and put it up on Twitter where it's gone totally viral, hundreds of thousands of views, explaining in a, in a very thorough way the breakdown of the spiritual and strategic view of Israel and the war with Gaza. Uh, thanks for calling back in. John, you're on the air. Hi, hi, yes. Um, so for... Listeners and viewers, I think a a little bit of context is needed because there's a media blackout on some key information over the past uh, two decades, I'd say. So start off with, in 2006, Israel uh, did its biggest invasion pretty much ever and tried to completely eradicate Hezbollah from South Lebanon. 
It was a 33-day war. They, you know, started attacking people's homes because they couldn't find Hezbollah to target them, destroyed all the infrastructure in Lebanon, ultimately had to withdraw, couldn't achieve any objectives, took a bunch of casualties, and it was generally considered a bad idea to attempt to invade Lebanon from that point on. So then Israel started building defensive infrastructure in northern Israel, basically acknowledging that in the next conflict with Hezbollah, they expect the tables to be turned and for them to be on the defensive. Hmm. And then after 2006, they initiated a plan where they destroyed Gaddafi, took his weapons, this is from a U.S. general, by the way, took the weapons from Libya, and through Turkey, armed ISIS. And this project started in 2008 with the destruction of Libya. So just from 2006 to 2008, and the purpose of that, according to Wesley Clark on CNN, is the purpose of creating ISIS is to create people who are radicals who will fight to the death against Hezbollah. So here we have Hezbollah kind of being the main important thing in the story, yet on the media, in the media up until now, people basically never heard of Hezbollah. Now in 2008, Israel did invade Gaza, and it was a disaster. They lost a lot of soldiers very quickly, achieved no objectives. So everyone knew in 2006, they're not going to invade Lebanon anymore. After 2008, they're probably not going to invade Gaza anymore because it just went so badly. And now Gaza is more fortified than ever. Now, they are moving people around and destroying whole neighborhoods, but the infrastructure is tunneled. And so wherever they do go that has population, uh, it's, a, it's a hornet's nest. And it's worse than 2008. And they couldn't do it in 2008. It was a failure. The invasion of Gaza was a total failure in 2008. So these are key important parts of history. They opened up the war with Syria because Syria is the supporter and backer of the resistance. And, of course, the United States put a base on the al Tanf border crossing between Syria and Iraq. They're trying to disrupt the unity of the Middle East. Um, And this is like a big, big, long story. But right now, uh, everything that happened, I would say the Middle East is extremely united. And so people are feeling a biblical feeling because... Uh, you're seeing strange things online. All the Middle East, I mean, th- these uh, the hospital killing, whether Israel did it or not, it's kind of irrelevant at this point because people who are convinced one way, they're convinced. People who are convinced the other way, they're convinced. And we've seen psyops or major events like this before where it's galvanizing and polarizing and can push people to a disagreement that there is no negotiation or compromise possible, similar to the vaccine and similar to a lot of stuff like January 6th, 2020 election, a lot, of, a lot of things, these strange events. And so here we have Biden saying, no, we're not going to use U.S. military assets to attack Lebanon. And we have Biden's aides saying, don't worry, yes, we will. Now, the military doctrine of the United States is to do whatever is necessary if Israel is an existential threat. So for Biden to say, no, we won't, um, that might be his personal opinion, but I highly doubt that's what the government's going to do. And how convenient would it be if Biden really puts his foot down and says, hey, am I the president? I said not to do that. Oh, Biden died. How convenient. The martyr and the military attack on Lebanon will continue as the true rulers of America desire. Yeah, and, and Hezbollah's made the statement that they're a thousand times stronger than they were last time as, as a warning uh, for anybody getting involved. I don't know if a thousand's uh, accurate, but they're definitely a lot stronger now. And, I mean, do you think that Hezbollah is, is about to get involved in a very big way? We're seeing more, you know, sort of conflicts at the northern Israel border. Is this whole thing about to break wide open, do you think? Uh, yes, with Biden coming out and saying that 
he won't attack Lebanon. And with uh, Putin saying that he will use hypersonic missiles if America crosses the line, it seems like now there's a green light for the lower tier guys to get into a big fight. So Lebanon's gearing up to be bombed. Uh, Lebanon's expecting to be blown up completely, and Hezbollah is probably going to invade Israel. Troubling stuff. Thank you very much uh, for the call, John. More calls on the other side. I'm telling you folks, you should have been against this Israel action from the beginning. Israel's in a worse spot now than it was a week ago, significantly. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed, dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. And why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. Last year, we put this book out. The Great Reset and the War for the World. It became a number one national bestseller. Now we've put part two out and it's even thicker and more powerful. The Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalists and launch the second great renaissance. This is such a powerful book. It covers all the globalist plans, the latest developments, how to stop them, and then gives an alternate plan of the society we could build together. That's why it's The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening is happening right now. You can get signed or unsigned copies of the book at InfoWarsStore.com. This is a historic book. I want to thank you all for your support. This is next level information, and it's a great way to not just support the broadcast, but inform yourself the next level and share the book with friends and family. So whether you want one copy or multiple copies, go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. This is going to go to number one. I want to thank you for your support. It's a powerful book. Get yours now. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Some more breaking news here before we go out to your phone calls once again in this final segment of the second hour for welcoming our guest, Lucas Gage. Tech billionaire Peter Thiel was an FBI informant. Not from Business Insider, Peter Thiel has won many hats over the years. Silicon Valley founder, Trump megadonor, cryptocurrency booster, Democrat, democracy skeptic. There's yet another facet to Thiel who has remained secret until now, FBI informant. In the summer of 2021, Business Insider has learned, Thiel began providing information as a confidential human source, or CHS, to Jonathan Buma a Los Angeles-based FBI agent who, investi- who specializes in investigating political corruption and foreign influence campaigns. Charles Johnson, a longtime associate of Teal's and notorious figure on the far-right movement that Teal has subsidized for a decade, told Insider in a statement that he helped recruit the billionaire, the billionaire as an informant by introducing him to Buma. A source of the knowledge of Teal's relationship with the FBI, his identity, who has identity, whose identity is known to Insider but who insisted on anonymity, corroborated Johnson's account, telling Insider that Johnson brokered a relationship between Teal and Buma. 
Insider was able to confirm through additional sources the FBI added Teal to its formal roster of registered informants. Which is very, very interesting. Again, this is just breaking, so I don't have too much information on this. Do we know how this came out? I wonder how this was, or if it was a FOIA request, or you know what what happened to uh, make this known to the media. He has not responded to uh, comments yet, but of course, Teal is the uh, founder of Palantir. Oh my God! More more news. Good Lord! Drone strikes target U.S. military bases in Syria and Iraq as regional tensions from Israel Hamas war escalate. A drone strike targeted a U.S. base in Syria on Wednesday, same day as attempted drone attacks in Iraq, in the El Tanf base as well. Yeah, I, I think I think we covered this before. So there hasn't been a new, there hasn't been another attack today, but uh, there has been increased conflict at the northern Israel border with Lebanon, and statements from Lebanese newspapers that Hezbollah is gearing up to get involved in a very big way, way and expand their participation in the conflict uh, that's currently ongoing. So again, we'll try to keep you up to date on all of the latest as we are just cascading, careening towards World War III with Russia and China announcing their alternative world order. The U.S. is calling on its citizens in Lebanon to make plans to depart as soon as possible. Uh, Saudi Arabia issued similar orders to its citizens in Lebanon, leave as soon as possible. As it looks like everybody in the know seems to expect a massive uptick in the combat in the Middle East. IDF artillery targeting rocket launch sites in southern Lebanon. That update just 10 seconds ago. So with that, we go back out to your phone calls. Shonda in Tennessee. Frustrated with Phil's knowledge of the Middle East. Thanks for calling in. Shonda, you're on the air. Good morning, Harrison. Good morning. Okay. I guess to make the, the actual point is to do the little thing. Um, it's kind of cool that everybody's getting to see, you know, everything that actually goes on in a war. I've been to Afghanistan and Iraq. But at the same time, I feel like it needs to be stressed over and over and over again that... The Middle East does not fight wars like we do here. Right. They don't give anything about international war. They commit war crimes over and over again. It's going to keep happening. Um, if we just keep on focusing out of that, you're going to miss a lot of things. Um, and also a big thing that people need to realize, which is going to suck, is that their kids there, not the babies, obviously, not like the toddlers, their kids there have no problem killing people. Mm. They are brought up that way. Even if they don't have guns, they throw rocks at you. I'm not saying that they're like full-blown terrorists, but a lot of the people that have been a war over there, part of the reason, a huge reason, and people are going to see it, that we came up pretty screwed up is because you come into... A lot of us came into situations where you you had to kill a kid mm. or a woman because if you didn't, they would kill you first. And they have no problem using them to blow you up or anything like that over there. It's, it's part of their culture and the way that they were brought up. Not, not all of them 
the Muslim people in general, but the ones that are highly connected and brought up around all the little terrorist organizations that they have there. No, I get exactly what you're saying. It's it's not the type of tactic you would see on the battlefields of Europe. No, it's like basically um, we would be the British war and they would be the militia in uh, Braveheart, except for worse. Um, and to bring that point up, I also think that people need to also think about the fact that I honestly don't think it was Hamas or Israel that hit that hospital. Really? No, because if you look into what happened directly after it, the first time that I was like, oh, that's kind of fishy was the video that you were showing yesterday. Why was that guy just randomly filming in the dark the exact area that it hit? And there's a lot of posturing going on right now because everybody's afraid to make a move over there because it, it like, I 100% agree this is going to be World War III. Um, the way that everything's been going on there for centuries and how they all, like, now they're kind of all united. And as soon as it hit and that happened, everybody automatically ran with the story. And then you're going to tell me that it was just coincidence that all those different countries were automatically marching on the U.S. embassy like we did it? Well, I like, like I have sort of said a, a few times now, to the people in the Middle East, it's it's pretty obvious that, like, it's America that gives Israel its cover. So if you hate America, if you hate Israel, you, there's, there's just no, there's no like delineation between Israel and America. They're just like the same enemy to them because, you know, if you're in Iraq, it's, it's uh, America doing it to you. If you're in Gaza, it's Israel doing it to you, but they all see it as just, you know, allies in the same alliance. They're against the alliance. And I don't believe that there are Israeli embassies in uh, some of these places, so it's the American embassy that they target since there isn't uh, an Israeli target available. But I, I totally appreciate your point. Appreciate your call as well. As always, Shonda, uh, very good stuff. I do want to move on to another one. Let's go to uh, Roy in Florida. Roy, Roy in Florida, line eight, you're on the air, sir. Hey, Harrison Smith, how's it going? Good, thanks. Uh, so I just wanted to make a reference. You know, it's sort of all movie references here as to some of the stuff that we've been seeing and all the weirdness of everything that's going on. So, you know, like the face falling off of Biden in that, that picture you showed earlier, you know, that to me, I know they brought up the men in black, the ball chin thing, but um, to me, it's like that Z movie, like where they're all wearing a mask and there's a lizard underneath and they just want to eat people. No. <laughs> anyway, uh, but it, they also... You know, it's weird because it's like they've got this real Lord of the Rings kind of destruction of the world going on. And in, it's like Satan has the main ring, and they all just want one of those rings to sit at the table for this new world order. And, mm-hmm. and they're all, all the leaders of all the nations are like fighting to have the power to sit at the table and build their own one world order. And, Interesting. and, it, and it's even kind of strange in the way that you know they've got sort of a star wars thing going on too where their religion is they're you know they're trying to make all these like things that look like they're mixed genetically they're trying to change the genetics of all the people and trying to make them all look like standing up fish and and just all types of animals and stuff that are half fish half man and you know it just seems to me like these 
they're trying to like bring all this stuff in and it almost brings kind of a sort of a reality to something that's really fictional. Right. Well, an, an important point of that is the programming that's done even like unintentionally through Hollywood and, and pop culture of the idea of there's always there's a total good and a total evil. Lord of the Rings, you have Sauron, the embodiment of evil, and you have uh, Gandalf and the Hobbits, like they're the embodiment of good. And there's no like confusion as to who's on the right side. It's the empire versus the rebels. It's it's good versus evil. When in reality, in in the real world, you, things don't fall along those lines. Uh, in in retrospect, you can look back and paint history as if it was a one sided thing, as if it was pure evil versus pure good. But that's never really the case, and it's uh, more difficult to make that argument when you're actually in the conflict and you're getting to see both sides and realizing that these aren't orcs versus elves. This is humans versus humans, and both have reasons uh, for why they're acting the way that they are, and it's not because one side's evil and one side is innately good. So I, I, I think you're right how this is very cinematic. It's very like epic and, and biblical, but it's also not that because there's the subtleties that – with humanity. All right, thanks for your calls, guys. We'll be back in the third hour with Lucas Gage. Don't go anywhere. We have not had this many of our best-selling products back in stock in years because of supply chain breakdowns and all the rest of the stuff that's going on. And these are game-changing products. It's like our information's game-changing. These products are incredible. And I'm personally glad that these are now back in stock. All three of the InfoWars Platinum flagship products that have been sold out for months are now back in stock but a very limited run because we only had a budget to get three or four thousand bottles of each one of these we've got four thousand bottles of the hgh max boost that people love so much we've got about four thousand bottles of 1776 testosterone boost that just came in and we've got about three thousand bottles of pain md incredible natural pain reliever situation all three of these are back in stock, and they're incredible, and they fund our operation at InfoWarsStore.com. 